0: Funny Rabbit. Funny Rabbit.
1: Funny Rabbit! Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Funny Rabbit podcast. My name is Matt Hoss and I am one of the co-runners and co-organizers of Funny Rabbit. And if you don't know what Funny Rabbit is, it is a. Uh, a monthly comic club in Canterbury run at the Gold Banking Theatre at the Cafe Stage alongside uh, the comper Dr. Oliver Double, and producer Thomas Blake. And the three of us are funny rabbits. And we are doing this podcast to give you guys a deeper understanding of how a comedy club is ran, what are the kind of things we have to deal with, uh, both promotional, internal, and also uh, the face of it, also the performance side of it as well. So it's a nice little eclectic uh, showcase of interviews, uh, debrief, debriefs, and also behind the scenes material as well. And we have a really awesome uh, episode for you today. Uh, we will be looking back on our second show on the 8th of March, and we had an absolute doozy. Uh, for example, we had uh, it was March the 8th, and that was International Women's Day. And whilst I didn't really want to parade it as a quote women's special, we did have a full female lineup, except from Oliver Double, who uh, but he did something special.
0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to a very special funny rabbit show celebrating International Women's Day. That was uh, by, by the sound of it that was just women cheering. Let's have everybody involved celebrating International Women's Day! Wow, thank you. So we have got a fucking great show for you. We've also got collectors collecting for Kent against FGM. So they'll come around with uh, tins later on. If you could donate, that'd be brilliant. If you can't, that's fine. Okay, also, we've got an all-female bill tonight, right? Ruined by the fact I'm comparing it, which is why I'm not on the stage, right? Because I sort of feel like I don't want to kind of, you know, sort of spoil the evening, really, by being male. Um, So... (laughs) That if you could perhaps help me with a bit of encouragement. So, uh, if you, what's your name? One person laughing, is always creepy. <laughs> uh, Tom, if you can take that, there's instructions on Don't show it to anybody when I point at you, you need to carry out those instructions onto the stage and help me with that, okay? The rest of you, what I'd like is, I'd like all the women in the room, if you can, to shout, We accept you as compere, Ollie. I'm not joking. I mean, let's let's give this a try. After three, one, two, three. We accept you as compare Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, let's see if the men agree. After three, one, two, three. No, Oh, for God's sake! See these fucking misogynists who are in tonight. I'll tell you what. If if okay, so could you welcome me onto the stage again? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, I have to say thank you. You're sounding sarcastic, but I'll go with it. So, uh, listen, here's the thing. Last, Who was here last month to see the first show? No, don't get hands up. You've got to shout out. One but literally one person. Obviously, we did a great show uh, So, because nobody came back. So, last month, genuinely, I was wrestled to the ground by a punter in a cardboard rabbit mask. Genuinely, the entire audience composed a letter of complaint to Tim Martin of Weatherspoons, And genuinely, the headliner, Otis Cannelloni, at one point in his act, brought out a rabbit glove puppet and said, now you can see why they booked me. And nobody laughed until he went... So you can only improve on last month's audience, that's all I'm saying. Right. So, so uh, oh God, I'm not feeling this, I, I, I do feel uncomfortable being a man on stage in International Women's Day. I, I feel like I, I need to make a gesture. Uh, like a real deep felt gesture of solidarity but the thing is it's quite difficult what I want to do so I could do with some vocal encouragement here if you could maybe try and make some noise as much as possible Now, Fucking hell. I've only been a woman for 30 seconds and already you're objectifying me. <laughs> do you know do you, what's really sad about this? I kind of had this fond fantasy that I'd look quite cool as a woman. <laughs> I look shit. My clothes are down there. Please don't steal them because I'll have to go home dressed like this. Um, anyway. I, me. No, I'm not cool, obviously. Yeah. I present you with this honorary wound to
2: recommend
0: you. <laughs> okay, thank you very much indeed. Now, you got to the second bit, you didn't read the third bit on here, which is no, really, I'm fully engorged, but never mind. I'll, just, uh, I'll put this in my pocket. Oh, no, wait, sexist clothes. I can't, there's no fucking pockets. How do you manage?
1: The, the acts we had on on that evening were uh, Tanya Lee Davis was headlining and she uh, is an amazing act who um, had uh, been on live at the Apollo, had really good success. Uh, she was closing and she was absolutely brilliant. To open, we had Wendy Wason uh, and she had been on things like BBC's uh, Sherlock and she's uh, done loads of Edinburgh shows and we'll be interviewing her later on. Alongside those, we also had Pia Sharp. Annalise Sansom and Carianne the Redneck comedian doing the uh, open spots and Pia and Annalise were both students but Anne as like a open mic act and yeah like uh, everyone did really well um, but Anne really really blew it away and I think she did such a good job there uh, but this this gig had been a little bit Tricky because um, I had I'm the booker for this, so what I my main job is to find the right acts for the night. And in the debrief, which will be coming up next, uh, I kind of discuss my um, philosophy and booking and how I complement that. So I won't say too much, but for this, but <laughs> for, for this gig, it had been a little bit of a nightmare to get it booked because we've had a lot of cancellations and dropouts. The original lineup because. Um, Ollie books the open mic acts, and I book the opening and the closer. And those are kind of the main acts to book, so to speak. Whilst everyone is important, uh, the the headline and the openers are the things which draw people in. Yeah. So uh, originally we, we've always had Tanya Lee Davis, and she uh, she was always a staple. However, uh, to begin with, we had a Jade Adams book to open, uh, which is you know we, we have a really awesome, strong lineup as well. However, she had to drop out for corporate and then Lee Kyle, uh, an amazing act from uh, Newcastle and was willing to come down. However, um, he he had got the wrong date when he was down south, uh, so therefore it was unfeasible for him to come all the way down just for a single gig in Canterbury because uh, he had another preview or tour date uh, lined up, so unfortunately it didn't work out, but... Instead, we got Wendy Wason, which is truly an amazing lineup. Like, uh, and I've been a big fan of Wendy for years, so to have her on the bill was uh, an absolute pleasure. And uh, we, well, I, I chatted to her privately before the show as well, and we'll get onto that in a second. But this gig was really uh, really weird, uh, but in a great and wonderful way. It was a really nice, it was a really full room. Uh, we had to put loads of chairs in at the last minute. Yeah, it was a night full of uh, uh, crowd work, great material. Also, at the end, we usually do a joke competition and usually it's like, uh, what's the captain for this thing? However, um, Ollie opened it up to make it more of a, um, you know, a female perspective. And it was uh, basically, Ollie was going to be sending a letter to Christopher Chope, who was the MP who blocked the upskirting bill and he some, he's had some, his voting history has been quite misogynistic. Uh, so Ollie sent a letter saying, uh, what you do is worse. And this example, um, which is left blank on the letter, this example, uh, which uh, the Funny Rabbit audience has elected to send to you, uh, and uh, so he did, he found tried to find the most sexist thing in the whole room. But instead of it being like uh, gags for gags, it was actually quite a communal experience to see how all these uh, uh, female lives had been, like, you know, you know, had been restricted, and it was quite a alleviating event actually. Um, it started off really funny, but then people were just kind of like were just listening and talking to each other, like not in the gig, not people were talking to each other, but like there was a genuine engagement with other people, which was really beautiful. Uh, so yeah, it was a really fulfilling night. So for our next clip, it's kind of the main, uh, the heart of this podcast, and it's a debrief uh, slash production meeting slash catch up between myself, Oliver Double, and Thomas Blake the the full team of the funny rabbit uh uh trio and it starts off with just me and ollie because blake was doing some work uh and we did this in the green room of um at, at the gilbenkin and we just kind of just talked about the night and also talked about what had happened and just for a little bit of context uh, there's a bit where we talk about um ollie's modern strike section where uh in the We did discuss this last month, but in case you don't know what that is, uh, Modern Shite is where Ollie reviews one thing which he has no idea about. This month we talked about Love Island, which we'll hear at the very end of this podcast, a very special studio version. Uh, But the audience voted for this month to get him to do some waxing. Uh, And uh, we also talk about the stuff I previously talked about as well. So, uh, without further ado, here is the the very intimate and very... uh, Interesting discussion Between the three Funny Rabbiteers
0: How do you think The night went Ollie? Well it, I, mean, I think what, what I noticed With the first one Was it's, it's a bit like The last laugh In Sheffield That I did in the 90s In that The audience can be Quite into the show mm-hmm. But they're quite quiet At the beginning Yeah, yeah and... They need building up And I think um, Yeah I, I, think, I think People who play it Need to understand that
1: yeah, yeah, because um, I, I see quite a lot, of, uh, I run lots of different clubs, and particularly about like, quite intimate audiences with people who have only done it for the first time, it's their first common experience, and they're a little bit like wide-eyed and bewildered of what's happening, it's like, again, they forget it's live as well, and uh, I think be, um, people are a little bit apprehensive towards it, but I think broadly it's a... Yeah, they're into it, but they're not quite engaging in terms of laughing out loud. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think I think it's quite a long
0: room, and I think we're, we're, yes, we we yeah. we 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 have tables and chairs because that normally makes an audience louder mm-hmm. because they're socializing. It's, it foregrounds the fact that they're socializing as one's well as watching a show. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's quite a long thin space. Yeah. So it means that by putting the tables in, you're not getting a kind of like really tight in audience mm-hmm. and the people at the back are really quite a long way away yeah. and they're
1: quite hard to reach because I was sat towards the back of the room towards the tech desk and yeah, uh, yeah there, was a, there was a disparity between the back of the room and the front, front of, the of the room, room. yeah um, I noticed uh, that yeah but it was like it wasn't yeah in terms of it was still funny but like yeah. it just it felt it felt slightly um, different coming in and uh, joining us now on the podcast it's, uh, it's Blake it's Blake hello yeah, so so I think I
0: think you know I, I mean so what happened in the, in the first half was that the audience got kind of into it, but it was comp- it was sort of a bit you know quiet yeah. subdued, and then the second half it really kind of took off.
1: Yeah, I, I think in terms of like um, to be quite blunt, I think the second half, I think the material was like bam, 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 bam. They just yes. did straight Because yes, uh, uh, with uh, Wendy, though, she was really good at what she was doing. She was doing like trying to get a lot of crowd work, where people weren't quite like, Buying into that necessarily, but because she's... it's quite a quiet, genteel audience. yes, crowd work yes. is quite hard.
0: Actually, she did well with the crowd work, really well actually. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you, you're fighting that kind of a battle. Yeah, I forgot to record the second. The thing is, I record my bit, that's, uh, make sure I don't record the rest of the show because I don't want to get other people's shit. Yeah, but I forgot to set it going because the interval was really dragging on. Yeah, and and so I didn't get my Love Island review. So
1: could you kind of give us um, a like a. not not like a a, a don't repeat it but can you give us like a a snippet and like a. I tell you what what I could do is record it yeah uh, just do a studio recording of it yeah wow uh, and what I'll do is uh, we'll do like a laughter track I'll yeah that'd be great. <laughs> oh. it's weird it's a weird thing to do because it's just I mean I, I think I might do it in a
0: completely different format for that next time cause, because the audience has voted for me to, to, to wax my legs Which
2: yeah, <laughs> I think you're going to have to take a recording of you or a video of yeah, you yeah, doing yeah, yeah, it yeah, because yeah. that's the only way unless you bring somebody in to wax you on stage, to the stage. <laughs> I mean, it
1: could podcasters, I mean. uh, uh, listeners. Uh, you just uh, you missed the uh, visual little thing where Ollie's face like audibly winced. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. Sure. Oh, it was like, horrible. Yeah, But, yeah. Uh, but I, I will
0: do it. Yeah. Ops. Um I might do one strip. Yeah, uh, I think that'd be quite,
2: quite something to come and watch. Just the spectacle on its own, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be willing to pay. Come well, I think finish. I might do it in advance, so I've got <laughs> something. So I've got <laughs> yeah. something in the bank, yeah. but yeah, I might do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I need to find out where the fuck you buy that shit. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, should know go I to do. a salon as well. Yeah, it done professionally. Well, you know. I think I think I think I might. It, hopefully, it will make for more of an anecdote rather than just a review. Um, and uh, but it's weird because you, you, with with the review I I feel like it's well I I stumbled over some of the words which sort of killed some of the jokes but I feel like it kind of works as a piece of writing but yeah. it is a distinctly different rhythm from doing
1: a stand up bit but I, I kind of like it though because like the audience really bought into it and at the they do a massive round of applause yeah 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 like and that. also you could you could sort of feel that people were going yeah yeah <laughs> yeah especially uh, you did a bit um, which you'll we'll hear in the recording about the um, uh, the mood uh, people were buying into it but when you did the bit about the racial uh, yeah, like, racial uh, harmony that, that that people were like like all of it like sat in front of the city yeah, yeah, like, yeah. not in a tense way but like yeah, yeah. wow we're into this you can there was a massive laugh and people really got into I it. genuinely Ooh. hate that programme I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm full of admiration for people who watch it because how do they do it but it
0: was the longest 64
1: minutes I've ever experienced <laughs> but I think I'm um, um, I'm only going off social media here, but did you watch the season finale? Because that, like that, that's not. Like, yeah, it's a quite an odd way to start. But I'm not defending the. Violence. It is <laughs> no, no, no. It is, but but but
0: there was a recap, so I got a yeah. Flavor, <laughs> yeah. I, got I mean, you know, need a, a recap to be. Actually, with RuPaul, I watched the first episode, yeah. and then I thought I just went, "Oh, I just watched the most recent one." Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, that's that was um, that was something really interesting. You posted that it was Ellie Gibson, who is the daughter of Jim Barkley oh, one of the yeah. first authentic comedians and she's very good she's in a double act called Scummy Mummies Yeah. they're really really good
1: and you can hear all that on the History of Comedy in Several Objects podcast Yes. Cross promotion yes. Oh, this very guy good. does podcasts um, I'd actually um, like to see
2: um your th- this bit, this review with more visual aids, because I feel like um, oh, okay, what that's we're, I think what we're missing is when when people don't see, uh, don't understand the jokes. Uh, yeah, that's those, a good idea. Or don't understand the the concept that you're talking about. Um, and then at least if we, we bring in some visual aids yeah. we can bring the narrative to, to everyone. Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: I think as well that I'm planning to mix I won't say too much, but I'm gonna i planning to mix it up. I thought of like actually just completely changing genre for the oh, review and okay. things. But fantastic.
1: That's, that's Talking about a visual aid for the waxing next month. Oh right? yeah. Should <laughs> yeah. yeah. the strip of hair on it as well? Oh, oh, like, that's yeah, a great uh, idea. Um, we could put it against the door yeah. instead of being oh. a <laughs> yeah like we can like maybe spell it out like funny rabbit with it like oh <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, just, I was going to say this on stage but I didn't because I just thought I've, I've, the show's been going on quite a long time but suddenly a guy who's probably at least five years older than me genuinely said to me I'm not sure that frock suits you <laughs> you look rather washed out under the lights you need a brighter colour
2: <laughs> <laughs> someone's oh, watched God. quite Eye. <laughs> I was honestly wondering what you were wearing underneath. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, should, we,
1: uh, should we explain that for the listener as well? So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, what did you do uh, uh, and why did you, uh, What did you do in this... Uh, i in- tell you what it was. I was
0: slightly disappointed by the punch... the, the one punchline for it because what I thought was if I... if I... if I manipulate the audience to cheer me changing into women's clothes... Yeah. Like, the first time I th- knew we were doing International Women's Day I thought, I'll get into women's clothes and I thought, no, it's really patronised, it's really terrible. But then I thought well if I manipulate the audience into cheering me and particularly for some students here, they might whistle and things Yeah. Then, then what I can say is fucking hell I've already been a woman 30 seconds yeah. and already you're objectifying me Yeah. and I thought that was quite funny and it got a laugh but I was like oh come on yeah, they, look at this yeah, they, I got as big a laugh for saying I thought I'd look cool as a woman and then just looking down at myself
1: Yeah. <laughs> so how did you uh, you had some students in tonight I so, did uh, how did you feel about getting on stage with that dress uh, I think the thing is
0: I mean, you've got to kind of go. It's a bit. It's really weird for them because I'm probably significantly older than a lot of their parents now, and so it's really odd for them. Uh, but you know I, it's what you do i mean you know what i mean you've got to make yourself ridiculous yeah. I, but I think you do. you know
2: what i think it's a kind of a respect thing though because you, you go on and you do something so outlandish like that you give people confidence to go and do something themselves that they, Hopefully. they and you know that you are you're not so much their peer but somebody they they respect and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. look up to and when you you're able to go and do it they go well actually you know that's somebody i a- care about um, I, 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 I have a lot of respect for uh, going out and doing something so outlandish. Why, yeah. why can't I give it a go? Yeah. It's, why can't it, I be comfortable?
0: It's quite, it's quite a high stakes game. Yeah. It's leading from the front. It's the opposite of the First World War generals. Right? <laughs> it, it's, I'm, 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 I'm the, the I don't know lions led by donkeys. I don't know how that works yeah. if you reverse it because uh, they're not donkeys. But anyway, whatever. Uh, I think I think, but but it's quite a high stakes game because if you go on and you're shit, then you really reduce yourself in their right? eyes. Yeah, yeah. And 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 like, you know, if you go on and you're shit and you're wearing a frock and you yeah. look stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a thing. But the thing is, what I really want to do with this gig is really try something different every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also... And I'm th- genuinely sending that letter to Christopher Joe The only reason I haven't put it in the post yet yeah, is because the envelope wouldn't seal it. It's a slightly oh, old really? envelope. Yeah. But also, I want to stick the post-it down because it had run out of sticky on the post-it. Yeah. But and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to photograph it. Do it, it and
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, I... Um, uh, are you going to include all the suggestions all the ones that made it through because i think oh, no i think i think cause yeah. i
0: think it's the stupidest one that we agreed yeah, with. yeah i loved doing that competition it wasn't the most normal joke competition because a lot of them weren't funny they were just terrific but but i mean the, the female experience that came what we did was we asked people to say their most ridiculous
1: uh, act of sexism they'd ever witnessed and, and there was some terrific ones and but, you know, it, it, as i say it wasn't a normal joke competition because people um because usually you say, uh, if you like it, cheer, if you like yeah, yeah, bollocks yeah. Say, But people weren't saying bollocks. Oh, we, we changed it over. But they didn't want to do that because they didn't want to denigrate the experience. They didn't want to denigrate so, the experience. Everyone on the same page. And yeah. That's awful. But yeah, yeah uh, so it was, kind of, it was hard to judge that. But people were on the same page, so I think. They,
0: they were. The, the best one was so good. Yeah. It was so, so
1: good. Four, yeah. So do you want to explain it to the podcast? Yeah. So
0: somebody basically said, uh, I'll post an image online of the completed letter, but somebody said that uh, their ex-husband had got, <laughs> done a striptease for a charity auction. Yeah. And apart from the shame of him only raising £4.50, one one pound of which she yeah. donated, <laughs> um, he insisted on walking home naked through Northampton Sound Centre
1: and making her carry his clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a rich story. And that person was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah um, we should probably wrap up soon but yeah. do you have any final thoughts
2: or, uh... well, what I love is that we're commenting as free males so uh, yeah yeah right. women's day uh, yeah, uh, by, uh, uh, our comedy event I think that's uh, that's,
0: but, that's
2: quite
0: but there were a lot of women in the audience and there were a lot of women on the stage yeah. and I talked to a lot of women in the audience and it was really really nice talking to them but I was talking to them as about their experiences they were talking to me about their experiences as women, woman and I found it like really touchingly bonding Yeah. That they would share that with me and we, we might be all three men but um, like we put together a show that worked really well with a lot of women involved. In, yeah, on, on both sides of the spotlight. As and, it and
1: well. We're trying to build that community of where we do have that engagement with yeah. one another. And yeah, and Matt you're great at booking great women as well. Oh, thank you. And, well, let's say like I didn't with this night, and uh, I didn't want to de- bu- I didn't want to book it and promote it as a. A women special, I mean, yeah. They didn't yeah. want to make it into a commodity, and I didn't want to because I, I hate when people go, Oh, we got this one woman on the bill, but I, I, I wanted to book people because they're good, and uh, yeah. And it, well, in fact, uh, the first kind of lineup for this, was like we had this lineup changed a lot, but like, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to make it because everyone being quality on the line, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It wasn't a gendered thing, but it was good that everyone was like, yeah. a, a different female, um, uh, like point of view so yeah. it's really great to hear from that as well so
2: they definitely were uh, absolutely in in so many different perspectives yeah. you know, yeah. of, of the world around you and the fact that we did we did have an audience largely of women there a lot which of was women so, so, good. Yeah, so good I have to say many comedy gigs you go to quite male dominated yeah male dominated all the way through and I mean, it's lovely to see a, a female domination. And maybe, like, oh, I'd love to take that forward. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how we do that because uh, the problem, like, the, the problem, the, the great thing was it was International Women's Day. And I mm-hmm. think that's what brought a lot so of them thing, together. Yeah, yeah, female spectators out. And I think uh, if we can do something that bonds, that unifies everybody to comedy mm-hmm. in this way that doesn't proportionalize in one... Mm-hmm. Um, one way or the other then then we're winning winning. we want
0: to be an alternative club in many many ways and I think that one of the things is that alternative comedy should be very equal and that means Mm. that that on the stage and in the way that the audience treat with respect like like we promote equality I think I know it sounds a bit boring, but it's true. No, well, no. Yeah, I, I mean, things... I,
2: I, look. Things do need to be... If they're, they're boring, they're boring. Yeah. It doesn't matter if... This, the truth of the matter is we, yeah. we, want, we want something that, that speaks to everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, that we can actually yeah. come and get... We're not just watching three people talk about the same
1: topic. Yeah, yeah, right, and, yeah, yeah. And that's... As a booker for these nights, uh, and I... All the nights I book have uh, very uh, personal, not personal, but like I have handpicked them for like uh, they're supposed. To, the, the, it's very bespoke, and I've done yeah. it like to complement each other. It's like yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. like picking mm. a, a fine wine with a great meal. The way it's that, how they complement each other. For example, in next month's uh, show with uh, Jack Gledo, he's very physical, he's very clownish, yeah. but with uh, then Vicky Stone, uh, uh, she's a great musical comedian. Uh, so yeah. like all these different aspects. It's good. Of, yeah, and uh, the whole point is supposed to be uh people who kinda of a bit different but also uh you know they they help each other. And I think Wendy uh, and uh, Tanya Lee are uh, like two different acts as well. Like they it was uh, it was great to have that Diversity as well. Yeah, completely.
2: But together, when they go back to back, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's that, well, not back to back. But when they when they go together, that that just the yeah. juxtaposition
1: is, is is brilliant. i well, one of well. the subjects
0: is supporting women, and my well, wife Jackie is waiting for me. So, we've
1: yeah. Got to, got to be wrong, <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, um, everything. Say goodbye to the funny rabbit
2: people. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Subscribe, like, etc.
0: Cool.
1: It's, uh, it was really nice to uh, spend time with both Blake and Ollie because uh, it's the first time we've seen each other for a while. And though we've all been talking through email and running it together, it's nice just to sit down and kind of catch up as well. Like because uh, we, what happens is that we're quite three uh, chaotic and quite, not chaotic, but we're both busy guys. So sitting down together, with loads of these ideas and funny, uh, like funny moments occur. So it's quite sweet. But yeah, up next is a uh, is a clip. Uh, of an interview that I did with Wendy Waysen before the show and I as I say I've been a fan of Wendy's for a while and I asked her to do a about 40 minute interview for my podcast called Matt Talks People He Likes uh formerly the Drunken Comedian Podcast and we just had a chat about all sorts and the first question I asked her was what is your introduction to stand-up comedy uh, and, uh, uh, but the best thing about Wendy is that she's a very open book and she's incredibly, um, she's very honest but she also kind of gets track of where she's going so she'll start, uh, ta- she'll start answering a question and then going tangential so it's quite hard to find a clip for this episode because she doesn't really answer any of my questions but what she does have to say is really fascinating, really interesting and the anecdotes are really funny as well so here's the first clip of the Wendy Wayton interview Funny Rabbit. Welcome to the Funny Rabbit show. And thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, and uh, so um, this is our second ever night at Funny Rabbit as well. What's the second ever? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow, yeah.
3: so exciting. Yeah,
1: we're, 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 it's we're something that we're quite proud of because it's between me, um, Ollie the Comper and a uh, uh, producer, Blake, as well. So we, we've really raised it from the ground up as well. So uh, we have a really awesome lineup. Yes. And so thank oh, you for coming to be on it as well. So, uh, so um, how did you start in stand-up comedy? What was your...
3: It depends what you define the start, and I think. Um, here's where I go long winded and bullshit. No, no, I love it. I think that sometimes you start things and you don't know you're starting them. Mm-hmm. So, when you're a cleaner picking up shit in a hospital, um, and I'm a very good friends with Greg McHugh, Yeah. and Greg McHugh worked in a care home for a long time, and we have jokes about things that we laugh at that you probably shouldn't laugh at. But it's a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So when you say when you start a stand-up comedy, probably when my parents were divorcing when I was about five and I was just trying to make everything happy and Uh la-la-la. And that was my life. And then I sort of... Sometimes you do things naturally that you don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, that is that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when you go to therapy, some people go to therapy and they have a displacement or whatever it is that you do to get yourself through the day, Mm -hmm. you realise that you've been doing that. And I know for a long time in my life I was displacing, uh, not displacing, I was dispersing sort of angry feelings with jokes from a very young age. And then I uh, got a job in the Gilded Blue when I was 16, oh, uh, really? selling tickets. I was on the door. Oh, the wow. That's so cool. that's when I first met Karen Corrin. Wow. I'm from Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, uh, David, David Baddiel probably won't let me for this story, but, you know, I'm sure he'll cry himself to sleep with <laughs> 3,000 thread fucking pillows, Um Karen used to put me on the door because I was from Edinburgh, so I wasn't obsessed with comedy. I liked comedy, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who everyone was. So yeah. I'd sit on the door at Late and Live, which uh-huh. was a legendary night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosted by Martin Lamar mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, and then eventually sort of Ed Byrne. You know, Late and Live in the Edinburgh Festival is a bear pit. It's slightly less so yeah. now yeah. because it's sort of a little bit. Everyone knows that. Oh, I'm going to a bear pit. But then it was like a bunch of. People from Edinburgh going, you think you're a fucking comedian from <laughs> London? Let's see how you fucking do with us shitheads. So it would be that, and our, you know, and I used to be on the door of that, getting money. And of course, all of the comic, there was the latest bar in Edinburgh at that mm-hmm. time. There was no Wonder Belly. There oh was God, no yeah. um, the Gil, You know, Gilded Bloom was the latest night, and I think the Assembly shut quite early. The Assembly shut at one. Gilded Bloom was open to like four or five. So wow. I was on the door of oh, yeah. that when I was, I think, eventually when I was 17. Wow. Oh my God. So I would sit in the door there and I remember David Baddiel bringing down 10. and be like, do you know who I am? And I'd be like, no, I don't. (laughs) And it's five quid a ticket. Ah and Karen Corin <laughs> fucking love me yeah so you know and I also think that it's, it's Karen's found it difficult to sort of see me as a comedian because she's kind of like yeah. that's that wee little Rottweiler I used yeah. to stick on the door He'd Yeah. be like not nah, you're not coming in if you've not got five pounds I'd be like I don't know who you are sorry you can't come in yeah so that was sort of and then and the great thing about working at the Guild of Bloom was I could see all the shows I saw Phil Nickel, who mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough to call a friend now but when I saw him he used to do a shoo, show called Corky and the Juice Picks.
1: I don't know that.
3: Do this, this, Google Corky and the Juice Picks. I, I bought, it is amazing. They used to do this show called. They used to do songs and improvising, and mm-hmm. it was like the the thing that blew the roof off the Gilded Balloon. Sean Hughes, yeah. sort of. He was there, and he was a he was a good friend of mine. Till, till he, well, he yeah. went, you know, um, and and. Yeah, so that's my introduction to stand-up. And I watched it all thinking, wow, it would be so great to be a stand-up. Yeah. But I could never do that.
1: Uh, yeah, thank you for Wendy to come on to interview that. And if you want to hear the full interview between myself and Wendy, um, please uh, subscribe to my other podcast, Matt Hoss Talks to People He Likes. Uh, you can find it online uh, and you can find us on Twitter at Pod. You can find it all there, and it's a it's a really lovely interview, and we talk about uh, some really cool things in comedy as well. And if you like comedy interviews, there's loads to go back on as well, including people like Laurel X, Stuart Goldsmith, um, Alice Fraser, some really cool people. And finally, um, we as as you heard in the debrief earlier, we we talked about uh, Ollie doing the Love Island interview, but as he mentioned, he forgot to interview, uh, he forgot to record it, which It means that the live version is no longer with us, uh, just in the minds, in the hearts and the souls of the people, of the patrons who came along, that that fateful uh, 8th of March. Uh, But he recorded a studio version in his office uh, a couple of days ago, and it sounds like this. Bunny Rabbit. In a few
0: months' time, when Brexit has torn the fabric of our society to shreds, When there's no electricity and the phone networks have gone down and your smartphone is only good to use as a blunt instrument to cave in the skull of a fellow looter fighting you for the last food remaining in the abandoned Tesco Extra store, perhaps an out-of-date can of lychees or a long, stale, novelty Thomas the Tank Engine birthday cake, you might find yourself asking how all this came to pass. And without question, the answer will be that we allowed Brexit to happen because our brains had been rotted by upsettingly terrible shows like Love Island. I've had to get through many difficult experiences in my 53 years, but the time I spent watching the 2018 series finale in its entirety almost broke me. The episode begins with eight utter pricks lying together in four double beds placed side by side in the same room, the kind of living arrangement you might find in the compound of a bizarre religious cult. These pricks are saying things like, Oh my God, I love shopping! Or, you got a good bum, not going to lie! Or, I know it's a cliché, but I feel like I've already won. Literally, everything they say could be preceded by the phrase, I know it's a cliché, but... These are people who appear to have swapped their personalities for cursive text tattoos. The voiceover says, ITV2 takes its commitment to educate and entertain very seriously. The islanders are about to get some education. For a second, I perk up. Perhaps they're going to bring out Marcus de Sotoy to tell them about the concept of infinity or the historian David Kynaston to explain how Clement Attlee's radical Labour government set up the welfare state in 1945-51. Or perhaps Professor Brian Cox is going to lecture them about how he played the keyboards on D-Ream's Things Can Only Get Better. But no. It turns out the education the islanders are getting is a salsa lesson. Fuck me. It's like this programme is laughing in the face of knowledge. Because it's the series finale, there's a live audience, a seemingly unending ocean of brainlessness. These pricks cheer absolutely everything the presenter Caroline Flack says. It's the live final of Love Island! Hooray! Tonight, one of these couples will be walking away with £50,000! Hooray! Oh my God, we've just been informed the helicopter carrying the contestants has crashed and they've all been killed! Hooray! Now we see the four blokes working on what are described without apparent irony as their declarations of love. They're as miserable and flummoxed as small children who've been told they're not allowed to leave their bedrooms until they've written their Christmas thank you letters. They suck the ends of their pens and say things like, and these are abating the quotes, What's the definition of love? I'm going to do a spider diagram. These clipboards are shit. I want one you can put your pen on the side like that. I'm in despair. Surely, surely, we must be nearly at the end of the programme. I press the info button on the remote. 49 minutes remaining. We see the contestants read out their declarations of love to each other. They sound like Mills and Boom fan fiction written by a 13-year-old recovering from a brain injury. Now there's a series recap. And I realise that the entire show is heterosexist propaganda, specifically designed to reinforce gender roles. There is genuinely a shot of a woman with Mr Whippy Ice Cream dripping off her chin saying to the scantily lit-clad man lying next to her, you fucking got it in my eye. At least I hope it was Mr Whippy. So why aren't the woke community going after Love Island? Perhaps it's because it's one redeeming feature is that it presents a beautiful vision of racial harmony. They all wear so much foundation and fake tan that it's impossible to tell who's black and who's white. They're all the exact same shade of beige. It occurs to me that Love Island would be a lot more fun if it had the same basic setup as Bear Grylls, the island. I'd love to see these bleached-teeth pricks try and muster up sexual attraction for each other if they had to live on sea snails and edible bark and the only way they could get fresh water was to wring their own socks out into their mouth. Nobody's going to tell you you've got a good bum when it's just emitted so much diarrhoea that you've lost 30% of your body weight. Several more hours have passed and I press the info button again. 45 minutes remaining. Back in the abandoned Tesco Extra, you stand over your vanquished fellow looter. Your phone screen is smashed and dripping with bits of his brain, and your chest racks with heaving sobs as you realise that the last vestiges of civilisation have finally abandoned you. Brexit has broken Britain, and life will never go back to what it was like before. But at least there'll be no more episodes of Love Island.
1: I hope you enjoyed that. It was, it was an absolute pleasure to watch it live as well. It was very funny. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And that is it for this week. But if you would like to hear more from us, uh, you can uh, come and see us live at the Funny Rabbit Comedy Club. Uh, our next day is April the 12th, uh, and that will be the main feature of episode 4 of the Funny Rabbit podcast. We have uh, Jack Galletto uh, being an opener, uh, who has won the Leicester Mercury Award and is an incredibly lovely and incredibly funny guy uh, who has kind of risen through the ranks of comedy very sharply. And our headliner is Vicky Stone, who uh, has done loads of radio shows and is an immensely talented musical comedian. So it's going to be an absolute variety show uh, next next on April the 12th. and. Then beyond that, uh, in our May show, we have Beck Hill and George Rigdon on, I believe, May the 10th. Go onto the Gold Banking website and buy your tickets there. They're really cheap and really, uh, it's always a lot of fun. Bring a lot of friends and have a nice time. Uh, if you would like to h- hear more from my kind of things, I run loads of podcasts. As I mentioned earlier, Matt Hoss talks to people he likes. Uh, I also run a podcast, a weekly podcast called Myths, M-I-F-F-S, with my uh, University of Kent friend, Daniel Rhodes and we talk about ancient Greek myths and we re-rank them uh whilst talking about my life story as well uh it's quite quite silly uh, also if you want to hear more history and comedy uh there is a history and comedy in several objects uh by Oliver Double and Elspeth Miller produced by this guy the cool guy of the group Matt Hoss and uh all that as well and if you're a fan of what I do, because uh, I'm a comedian as well as podcaster, uh, you can see me uh, do my live shows at www.mathoscomedy.com and I'll be doing a preview near you. What's that? You, you want to see comedy at the Gulbenkian? Well, come and see my preview of my new show, Here Comes Your man, on the 30th of May. And it's going to be very good. Jenny Collier will be there doing her show as well, which will probably be a bit tighter. But nevertheless, I thank you for listening to Funny Riot Podcast and we'll see you on the other side. See you soon, rabbiteers. Bye. Funny rabbit.
0: Funny rabbit.